Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 173 from May 28th, 1996. A Tuesday night show with guest Thomas Calabro. Thomas played Dr. Mancini on Melrose Place, a show Adam actually watches, but doesn't admit to right off the top. Adam opens the show not in his right state of mind. He, uh, he's been yelling at Mike to turn off the crappy intro music. Uh, he brags to Dr. Drew about getting him some nice tickets for his family for Knott's Berry Farm. Turns out he's been hired to do the Man on the Street interviews for a new roller coaster, and he goes in-depth on the story of having to write it six times while recording his reaction in an interview. It's a great opening to Classic Love Line. One of the most interesting ever, and it's great to hear Adam bitch about uh, the pain in his head from being on a roller coaster. Thomas joins the show about the normal time for 1996 guests, and they have a great episode. Uh, we have an actually interesting note on a previous episode. On episode 165 from May May 16th, 1996, with Lush. It turns out Chris from the band who guested on that episode killed himself a few months after it aired. Uh, we were alerted to this, and we just wanted to give a rest in peace out to Chris from Lush. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yeah. All right. Here's the phone number 1 800 LOVE 191. Fax number 310 I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Tonight's special guest, Thomas Calabro. You know him. As Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place, that uh, long-running hit Fox series that uh, everybody watches. <sighs> Drew. You okay? No. You are not yourself. What's up? I'm not right. I, I got to tell you. I got to tell you what. Hold on. Engineer Mike, turn that crappy background music. It sounds like we're doing some kind of crappy top 40 countdown with that crap playing in the background. All right, listen. I go to uh, Knott's Berry Farm today. Which is a amusement park here locally. Good yeah, it's like there. Six Flags over wherever you are. Yeah, a great place. No problem with Knott's Berry Farm. The kids love that place. The kids love that. Love I, got, that I scored place. Drew some tickets. You're an awesome, uh, awesome. All dude. right, he's he's. I'm back in, on his good side. You bet. You tell your uh, lovely wife Susan who where those tickets I, came <laughs> from, by the way. All right, so I go there. I'm doing a radio commercial. Yeah. And and they have a DAT player, a digital audio. Whatever the dance You have to go all the for. way the hell down there to do a radio commercial? Well, because we're doing, like, man on the scene. So I'm doing a voiceover thing. And they got this new ride. It's called the Hammerhead. Right. And it's basically, this thing is basically, it's like someone puts you in a 72 Econoline van and drove you off uh, some freeway oh. overpass. And you know what I'm talking about. Yes. One of these things. You know, they just they just finish. The paint is still wet on the thing, right? Were you the first person to ride it? Or did you ride it? I was among oh. the first to ride it. And they strap me into this thing. And the guy, like, straps in the dat thing next to me. And he puts the microphone in my hand. And, all right, they spin me all over the place. I'm doing 360s. And I'm, I'm narrating the whole time. And I'm upside down most of the time. And, you know, my guts are being thrown all over, you know, the inside of my chest. And... Okay, we do it. All right, now we got to do it again because this time I'm going to interview a guy oh. while I get my guts thrown all over the place, which is fine. I'm not I'm not feeling that bad at this point. Now, after we go over the first run, I say to the sound guy, 
Hey, why don't you check it to make sure the levels are good and everything? Oh. You know, plug in the little earphones, make sure we got, oh, no, 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 oh, we checked, oh, we checked it all. We checked the whole, we checked it up and down everywhere from from here to Friday, we checked this thing. So you did it twice. Did it twice. Now he checks the thing. Nothing. Nothing. All right, he didn't have the power on. Oh. Although he called it something else than the power. He called, you know, he, he said the, the umlaut wasn't up or something. But it meant, look, either the thing is on or it's off. It right. was off. Okay. Now we got to go through the thing again. I do it two more times. Once alone, another interview time. This time, the thing had jumbled around so much that the recording level knob had turned all the way down and didn't pick up a frickin' thing. It was off. It was off. Now he's going to do it again. This time he's going to put the knob up, and he's going to duct tape it this time. Four times. Now I'm at four. Fifth, You're at five now. Oh, yeah. All right. I end up doing the thing six times. Oh. Now here's what I want to ask you as a doctor, Drew. What are the long-term effects of this? Do they have any studies out on this? This cannot be good for you. I don't feel good at all right now. I feel like I, I feel like I drank a, a case of Schlitz, <laughs> dropped a tab of peyote, and slept for an, uh, 15 minutes in the last week. I feel like hell. It can affect you. It can't be good for you. Uh, it can affect you. I felt my brain rattling yeah. around in my skull. Yeah. I don't feel right. How long in between each episode, each ride? Like a couple minutes? I did the first four like within you know, like 20 minutes, and oh. then I said, listen, I have to go lie down on a bench here for, for like 10 minutes. But the point is, is I don't feel right. Right. Something's up. Yes. I got scrambled. Yes. I, I believe my head is kind of like a TV set, and if you jumble it around yeah. too much... Yeah, like a counter-coup NG. It's like taking pickles in a jar and shaking them. They hit the other side of the jar. That, yeah. That's what can happen to your brain. No, My pickle's fine, but my brain hurts. You understand, Drew? Yeah, they get contused. All contused right. Contused your brain. Oh, yeah, I'm very contused. And I'm wondering... It's like after boxing, right? Same I, I, thing? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to make you this... I'm going to say this, too. Kids are going to start dropping dead in about 10 years from all this junk. They have no evidence. They've done no studies. They're, they're doing bigger, better, faster, scarier, you know, more Gs on the body. I'm thinking kids are going to start turning... People are in their 30s are going to start going uh, retarded. Yeah, it could About happen. 20 years from could now. Could be, could be. All right, Drew, so carry the show, would you? I'm not right. Leia? Yes. <laughs> 24, you're on Loveline. Hi, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Well, first of all, Adam, I'd like to let you know that this is a serious question, so give me a second before you do it. I'm not even doing the show tonight, so please, right. go ahead. Don't mind okay. me. Well, I think that I have an oral fixation, and first of all, I'll tell you my symptoms, and they are I'm a smoker. And I'm a chronic nail biter. Mm -hmm. I also, I constantly have to have something in my mouth, gum or candy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something. And it's starting to drive me crazy. So actually, I'm calling to find out if this is something that I can have treated. I mean, should I see a therapist about this? Well, what I suspect you're describing is that you're very anxious. And this is one of the ways you deal with your anxiety, by using tobacco chewing gum, d dealing with your tension, so to speak, that way. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, don't guess so. It may not be accurate. Is that, is that what you do or not? Well, I don't. I mean, I suppose I'm pretty anxious most of the time, but I've never thought of it. Leia, does this uh, carry over in uh, relationships? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. You, you, you know, when you're with your man, are you? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right, you have a boyfriend or husband now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's not going to be excited about therapy. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, the last thing he wants to do is cure you. <laughs> All right. 
Well, I mean, being orally preoccupied is, is just a symptom. I, you know, you, you, all I hear you saying is you're anxious and you're sort of compulsed to do these things. And it may be more of an obsessive compulsive disorder than anything else. Whatever the case may be, yeah, certainly you can, you can get treatment for these sorts of symptoms, especially if they're bothering you. I, I, all I really hear you saying is that you're uncomfortable. Yeah, well. Right? You're uncomfortable. You're doing these things and they happen to involve your mouth and they're compulsive. Uh, but, you know, you need, you need some help. You ought to get some help for that. Pretty, it should be easily managed, I would think. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, what? She don't talk a lot for someone with an oral fixation. What, Drew? I don't know. I don't know what she expects us to do in two minutes on the radio. It's not going to be magic cure. <laughs> well, that's a fine disclaimer. No, no, take all gonna... the pressure She sounded disappointed. Drew. Oh, you didn't cure me. This, not, not, this show's not about treatment, ladies and gentlemen. This is about edu- education. Oh, yeah. It's about a place to come ventilate. Learn, the con- learn little case scenarios from, about the consequences of your peers' actions. Oh, really? Really. All right. I thought it was about chicks and... Uh... Well, for you, it usually... Everything's oh. about that for us. Okay. John, 24, you're on Loveline. Hello. Hey. What's going on? Hey. I've a bit of a problem here. Jeez. Um, John. The problem seems to be that um, uh, about um, six months ago, I got in a relationship with this girl. And um, prior to this with that, I guess uh, her last boyfriend, she'd gotten into B&D a lot. And, um, you know, so, you know, since I was, you know, I was... Uh, you know, we were sleeping together, so, you know, I got in with it too for the, but uh, a couple of my friends, when we got together the other day, and I was telling them about this, and they told me that it can be bad, you know, for your relationship, how you can, um, you know, how you look at each other later on, how you, um, deal with each other. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, Ringo. What? Where are you from? Well, I'm from Minnesota. Well, not originally. Manchester, London, uh, England. How long you been out in the States? Uh, just about a year and a half now. Uh-huh. True? I don't know. The the, the the accent sounds phony to me. I'm distracted by the accent. What about that, man? Hmm? Anyhow, I got a problem here. You want to help me or not? This is a Liverpool accent, not a Manchester yeah. accent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy the accent. <laughs> That's the beauty of being a host. Doesn't matter if you're wrong, does it, Drew? No. Jess, 19, you're on Loveline. How's it going? Good. All right, I got I got a mess here. Good. We're going to clean it up. All right. Hold on, let me put my waiters on. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right, I was I was going out with a girl for about 11 months. And we broke up. I went to school, but that wasn't the only reason. Um and now 9 months later, here I am and I'm still not over her, but I would like to be friends with her and I've asked a couple other girls out and stuff, but it just hasn't really helped. So I was wondering... He's starting to talk a little bit like John, isn't he? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, but what do you think? What do you think, Adam? Well, he wants to be friends with her. Do you think, do you think but that's... But not over where do you her. Think that, right. Where do you think that's motivated from, the desire to be friends? Uh, hold on. Let me check my pants. Oh, hey, there's a clue. No, I mean, she, she laid it down for me that there's no chance ever. Why, did you want to, why would you want to torture yourself like that? Well, because she's... We have a lot of mutual friends, and she's really a nice person. And and like when we were going out, we had a lot of good stuff together. We had you know we had a lot of fun and whatnot. Do you, I, I'm just assuming. How long have you been apart from her? Nine months. Nine months. I'm sorry. I thought it's uh, something like two or three months. No. It's possible to be friends after nine months, but I would think that. I, I just get the sense that you're hoping that there'd be a rekindling of the relationship there, and that that ends up just torture for you. No, I mean, I I see how that is, but I just. Is there any way to, like, get over? Not if you continue to have them in your face. You know, if you have them in your in your life, part of your, part of your life, and you have a relationship with her, and you're still 
in love with that person, you're you're not going to get over the. Person. Well, I mean, I was gone for nine months. She's going to go. Yeah, away but you're whatever reason you're not over it yet. You got to give yourself a chance to grieve the loss of that relationship and accept the loss. Then you can have a friendship again. Are we talking five years, ten years? Uh, you, the average is six months. Six months. The well, average. He's had like well, he hasn't started his grieving period. I'll tell you what, will expedite the whole thing, Jess. Yeah. You ever go to her house? Uh, why? Not recently, no. All right. You ever at a place where she's at? Yeah. Where there's a bathroom? Yeah. Okay. When she goes in there and makes her makes her business, make it's got to be number two though. Okay. You understand? You come rushing in there as soon as you, you know, as soon as she slides out. Just come flying in there. And then just go. You understand, I, Jess? I understand, man. You'll be over. Thanks. It'll work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Drew, that's oh, sound yeah, advice. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Jess. Believe me, I'll tell you what it does. I'll tell you why. Let me explain. I know that 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 sounded like some sort of. Tree is your olfactory cortex. It reaches some subliminal, subliminal area of your brain. I think I had both those places in my brain destroyed on the hammerhead today. But, yes, if I had those, yeah, yeah. what happens is, is you look at these people not like a mortal, not like a human, but as a deity, almost. A and when you go in there and get a big whiff of that uh, BLT that she was eating a couple hours earlier, you realize she's just a person, like anybody else, and it helps you get over the pain. Do you understand, Drew? Whatever you say. I'm thinking about uh, making a little gas in front of Ann to get her over me. <laughs> David, 19, you're on Love Line. By the way, that should do it. Actually, it's Davin, but thanks anyway. Oh, okay, sorry. No problem. Um, well, I got this problem. I work with this girl who's a little younger than me. Not like, you know, 10 years or anything. It's like she's 16 and I'm 19. Mm-hmm. And the people at my work are like kind of gossipy and everything like that. And I don't know if I should ask her out or not. Where do you work? I, I just work at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. You bagging? Yeah. Not a bad union, huh? That's a great union, actually. You know, I go to these uh, grocery stores out here uh, in the, uh, where do we live? <laughs> Los Angeles area here. Like, oh, they have, like, Vons and Luckies and stuff like that. That's where and I work. I work at Luckies. Okay, there's this new, worst, worst market in the world, by the way. <laughs> Believe me, you want to get, so you're trying to get produce at Luckies? You will receive a transcript of this in the morning. Be careful. Uh, all right, but please, <laughs> just let me say this. Very cheap. Cheapest cheapest produce in town but Which you is what, right. you cannot buy bananas that you can eat in your lifetime at that luckies you buy you have to like will a freaking avocado to your to your grandkids so that they can enjoy the guacamole one day because you cannot go in there and get a piece of anything you can eat that day unless it comes from nabisco anyway uh, anyway <laughs> Am I right, Davin? Actually, the produce at our store is really good. I live in Sacramento. All right, all right. So, Greenish produce in town. Okay, now listen, Davin. Yeah. You don't have to wear one of those. Oh, well, you, you're only 19, but they they force their employees. Now, this is not just Lucky's. This is all the markets now. Uh -huh. They force their baggers to wear these uh, humiliating name tags, and under it, it says, like, employed since 1967. You wear that. And I think to myself, what more humiliating thing could you ask somebody to do? Why not just wear a wind-up beanie? This guy's been bagging for 35 years, and you're making him wear a, bag, a badge to attest to that. Isn't that kind of humiliating? I've only been bagging for seven months, so. All right. Compared to some people that have been there for five years. Yeah. All right. Now, what section is she in? She's the same. Oh, and, she's... Yeah, in fact, I trained her. Oh. Uh-huh. And, uh... Every girl that comes in the store that's, like, attractive, it seems like I'm always bagging their groceries. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone around me can notice, can just see that I'm flirting with them. Uh-huh. But I don't recognize that, because that's just the way I am. I flirt with everybody, every attractive girl. Sure. It's so, I mean, right. you're just saying, oh, this is quite obvious that you're going to end up asking her out. 
and there's this one guy who's like 17. He's dating a 14-year-old. Uh. Everyone just dogs on him. All right. You that's a little I mean? more of an age difference. And yeah. It's a I mean, difference. although there are laws against you having physical contact oh, with I'm not that. I don't yeah, you just want to date her, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, is there, I mean, but then, and then, and then my ex-girlfriend keeps calling me and stuff like that. And in fact, on like Valentine's Day, she called me, and she had a boyfriend. And she's all crying. Uh, I'm afraid you're going to throw up here on the mic. <laughs> I'm going to vomit. I can't have it. Davin needs a clean up in his pants is basically what he's saying. All right, so what are you saying for Davin? Go out, go ahead. She's 16. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Come on, don't don't grab her, do anything weird to her, but you can date her. Plus, everybody works hard assuming he is seeing her. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's not disappoint him. Jake, 22, you're on Loveline. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. Uh, Dr. Drew. Jake. Hey, I was hearing your uh, roller coaster theory going on earlier. Now, I was in a motorcycle accident about two weeks ago wow. and got three brain contusions. Wow. And I'm still not fully, I still don't know if my brain's fully recovered from the incident. I was wondering if, you know, you, Dr. Drew could tell me how long the symptoms from brain contusions would usually did, last. Did you get a contusion or a concussion? Um, actually both. I was knocked unconscious for about four hours. That's just a concussion. A contusion actually means a, a bruise in the brain tissue. Well, they bleeding did, in the brain tissue. They did three CAT scans and all and, and found three brain contusions. They found the contusion. Well, I want to congratulate Jake for being, even with the brain contusions and Knowing the, the concussion and the motorcycle accident, more lucid than the average love line caller, by the True. way. Hey, let me tell you, I'm like, I'm the only person I know that can be knocked unconscious and and still talk smack to cops. Oh, no. Quite a mark of distinction. Uh, well, well it, to tell me about it, so. it, it depends how severe the contusion is. I mean, some contusions are profound. I mean, you can die, mm -hmm. really, and your brain can swell. You can end up on a breathing machine. It can be a big mess. Uh, these sort of surface-level contusions, which is what Adam suffered today and probably that you <laughs> suffered as well, are really more like bad concussions. Mm -hmm. And... Boy, that too is real variable. Even a, even a concussion, you can have symptoms from for years. I also had emotional scarring. You can, you can have problems with mood uh, irritability, mood changes, memory problems, sleep disturbances. Is is that what Jake's having? Jake, you having those sorts of things? Jake, Let me talk to the guy. I've had quite a bit of memory loss yeah. lately, and the really bad thing is I can't remember anything from right before the impact until I woke up in the hospital four yeah. hours later. Well, that, that's probably going to remain that way forever. And I'm sorry, I mean that period of, of memory loss. Adam, I'm sorry, is it okay if I speak honestly with our, our, our Well, listener? who cares about well, that part? Because he cares about it. Well, uh, listen, Jake, I'll tell you what happened. A, a tenth of a second later, you smacked into a light pole. Then you laid there, flailed around like an idiot. Some motorist pulled over, uh, put a, like a pillow, uh, put a jacket on your head, called the cops, ambulance threw you in the, in the meat wagon, they drag you over to the hospital, and then from then on, you remember it. You didn't miss anything. All you missed was the pain and the gore. Yeah, but I, I wish there was a way I could miss the fifteen grand in medical bills for being in the hospital for four hours. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm. I just. I still have a little lapse of memory from. Again, you're probably going to have symptoms of some sort for many weeks and perhaps several months. Okay. Okay. All right, Jake. All right. You're very, you're very lucky. Count your blessings. Jake, let me give you a tip. Huh. Don't think of anything too profound for the next six months. <laughs> don't come up the cure to cancer. Don't cure AIDS. Don't write any poetry. Don't don't uh, write any lyrics or songs. Just don't do anything brilliant for the next six months. It's kind of hard being a college student, my friend. Oh, okay. Junior college? 
Uh, but yeah, actually, yeah. I'm transferring. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. You're in junior college. Once you're in, you're in. It's like a deal with the devil. You don't visit hell. You're either in or you're out. Am I right, Drew? You can transfer out, can't you? You can transfer out of hell? Absolutely not. There's no four-year hell. <laughs> so let me explain what goes on, Drew. Where? To your body on these on these these rides, oh, these vipers, yeah, yeah. these ninjas, these yes. free falls, all well, this by the stuff. Way, last time I was on a roller coaster, I think was like when it was on a pier over Santa Monica, made out of wood. Right. The roller coasters made out of wood in those days. Yeah, absolutely not yeah. anymore because yeah. you're doing you're doing corkscrews, you're doing this and that. There's there's one part of your brain. It's about it's about as big as a, a flea's ass. It realizes you paid thirty bucks to get into the amusement park. Every other part of your body, every organ. Every cell, every fiber in your body thinks you're dying. Do you understand? Right. And that's what causes the trauma. Right. Your body goes into shock. Your body says, oh, my God, I'm in a plane that's crashing. Or, oh, my God, the car's gone off the pier into the water. Right. That's what your body thinks. Your body thinks you went over a cliff. You went over six times today. You're fine. <sighs> yes, I was traumatized. We'll be back. Logline will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike? TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The TrueCar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Hi, this is Mickey. Oh, hi, I'm Chris. We're in Lush. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. And here is the phone number for that show, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Thomas Calabro has just joined us in the studio. You know him as Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place. Hi, Thomas. How you doing, bud? <laughs> Good. Feeling better or what? <laughs> no, I'm scrambled, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna remember this. Uh, a round one. The ones that go round and round make me nuts. So, 
Yeah, I can imagine how you feel. It makes you sick, doesn't it? It makes you totally sick, man. Well, what is that, Drew? Though, where you can handle that at ten? I mean, you'll you'll run you'll run to the back of the line again and hop right on that thing. You'll do it fifteen times in a row when you're twelve, and you'll be laughing all the way, eating eating a chili size while you're doing it and laughing. <laughs> now Don't I'm thirty two, and I I soiled myself on the thing. I I almost threw up. I, I'm ready to kill myself now. What happens? Your, your neurologic reserve, the the the, the uh, sort of the, the network has been laid down. It's more fixed. And it's more easily mis- by the environment. What was that? I don't know. Someone, somebody <laughs> censored you. Me. Anyway, uh, who knows? Uh, all right. So Thomas from uh, Melrose Place, you know, you've seen you guys going on what your fifth season? Yeah, well, we're starting our fifth season up in about a month and a half or so. <sighs> yeah, I know. Did you ever expect it? Uh, no, 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 no. You just thought it was going to be yeah, one like of these... one out of every 30 television shows keeps going after one year, so, I mean, we were pretty lucky. And you've been one of the guys who was sort of... They didn't kill you. Well, they tried a few times. Right, but <laughs> but you've always remained. I've and remained. And you started off... I mean, when the show started, you were the you were the a-hole of, of the Melrose family. No, I wasn't the a-hole right away. You were... I was a nice guy. Oh, okay, yeah, you are nice for a little while. That's why they to kill me. Right, you are getting... But, but, in the first season or so, yes, you were the doctor. You haven't watched you were, the show, have you? Yeah, no, absolutely. You the show, no, I'm embarrassed to say truth. that I've watched Thank the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm humiliated to say that I have watched the show quite a bit and since it began. Mm-hmm. And you, as I recall, were kind of the a-hole, and then late, lately no, you've been nicer. No, I'm nice, and then I'm an a-hole, and I'm nice, and I'm an a-hole. But I started very nice for a very long time, so much so, I think they wanted to get rid of my butt. And then that didn't work out. Uh, they turned me mean, and then they wanted me to keep me because I was, you know, all mean and stuff. Well, I'll tell you, and I'm not just kissing ass. Okay, go but ahead. You, kiss but me. your acting is real good on this show. Oh, I mean, now listen, good. I saw <laughs> that scene last week in the big uh, season-ending finale, which screwed me up completely because I was lying in bed, and I didn't know it was a two-hour series. I mean, a two-hour season finale. And you, and you had plans at 9 o'clock. Right? I leave at 9 hey. to come do the show. Oh, I see. So I'm lying there, and I'm thinking, okay, when the commercial hits, I'll get up, and I'll go get dressed. I was like in my underwear, and I'll, I'll go do the show. And I'm sitting there, and oh, geez, I'm going, boy, this is good. There's no commercials or whatever. And it was like 9.15, and I finally I look at the clock. Oh, this is going too long, because I thought it was a one-hour, right, regular right. one-hour mm-hmm. thing. All right, so but that scene you had in the asylum there, <laughs> where you grabbed hold of what's her name? Oh yeah, Kimberly Shaw. And you wanted to bring out the old, the yeah, old yeah. Kimberly. It was an exorcism of sorts, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? that should go on your reel. Is that on your reel? Thank you. No, but I'm glad. Uh, thanks. It was a little <laughs> yeah, distracting. It was like it was almost a little too much acting. Oh yeah. For the Fox Channel. That can be distracting on the Fox Channel. It was like, hey, wait a minute, this guy's acting. <laughs> and it wasn't even like the schmaltzy. Okay, we're going. Yeah. We're doing. We're doing uh, nighttime drama acting. Absolutely. It was like real acting. Well, uh, thank you for recognizing. It was like you were skilled or something. <laughs> almost like I tried. Been doing it for it was like seventeen you, years. Yeah, you huh? knew something. Almost, I don't know. Almost. Almost. All right. Maybe it was just luck. Maybe it was. But there's a way for people in LA to find out whether it was luck or not. That's right. All right. This is a great segue. So go ahead. Okay. And here we go. Um, being that I've been doing it for 17 years and I started eight years doing theater in New York, I've decided to go on back. I've been wanting to, but you know, the opportunities haven't been right there, but now there is, and there is a show that goes up this Friday, the 31st on uh, the Hudson theater on Hudson street in Hollywood and Santa Monica Boulevard. And it's called gravity shoes and Richard kind is in it. Do you watch mad about you? 
Oh, absolutely no. That's Very it. funny man. Oh, yes. Okay, so you missed one of the funniest men in America. Yeah, but okay? I see one of the best damn nighttime actors in America every time I watch Ed Melrose plays. God bless you. That grand show, he is good. <laughs> and uh, um, we've got a, you know a fine cast of actors, uh, Eamon Roach and, and uh, Dan Garrity. And it's directed by Ron Link, like one of the great directors of our time. Have you seen any of his work? Oh, sure. Ron Link. Uh, the, there you go. He did Good. that one with the about the retarded chick who played the cello. There you go. There, yeah, but that's been done a lot of times, so it could be confusing. I want to I want to ask everybody because you, you you're from New York. You did a lot of theater in New York, and right. you know that that's a sort of theater town. Yes. In L.A., not the greatest theater town. I mean, I I did theater for a while. Did Believe you? it or not. Well, I don't want to call it theater, but I did improvisational well, like the theater. I could see that. Right, for, for many years at the uh, Acme Theater and the Groundlings before then. And, right. I mean, we did shows where just my grandparents. <laughs> and my grandpa didn't like it either. You don't have to do them anymore. There's an equity law now. If there's more people in the audience than in the cast, less people in the audience oh, than right. the cast, you don't have to do the That's, show. I was trying to so tell the director that. You sent your grandmother home. And you didn't know that. But the 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 deal is is L.A. doesn't isn't the greatest about getting out and supporting things live theater all the time. And yeah, I, it's better. It's better. It's much better. It's getting better. From when I first came here ten years ago to now, big big difference. Okay. Now we have grandparents and like your aunt will show up. <laughs> so I want to uh, I want to urge all the people uh, who can make it who live in the area to get out there starting this Friday. We open Friday, we run through Sundays, and it's Thursdays through Sundays. And see for Gravity Shoes for seven weeks. And we're, we're giving funny stuff, but I have to say this because I know some of your listeners are a little on the younger side. There is some cursing, but very little nudity. <sighs> Actually, there's no nudity. But there is cursing. So okay, well, they'll go just that. for okay. cursing. And okay. uh, we're going to give away some passes a little bit later on tonight. And we're going to give away some uh, Lugs boots, too. So uh, we got a big night of giveaways, but uh, we'll All get right. to that a little bit later on. Let's get to the phones right now. Randy, 15, you're on Love Line. Hey, guys. Adam, I love you, man. You're the hey, greatest. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, I got, like, this problem. My I have two half-sisters, and they're really punks. And, and what? I just don't know what to do. They're what? They're big punks. Oh, they're punks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. They just cause problems all the time. Who are they? Uh, your your dad's uh, daughters or your mom's? Yeah, my dad's daughters. Uh-huh. They're just... Oh, man. Oh, you're 15. How old are they? They're um, 19 and 21. And what? Are, are they still living at home? No, they come down and visit us. From oh, please spare me, Randy. They're not even living at home. No, but they they come over all the time and just call my mom a bitch and everything else. They just they just try to cause problems and we, they're not happy unless everybody's in total chaos. Mm. Mm. All right, so they're miserable people, right, Randy? Yeah. All right, that's their punishment. They're miserable. <laughs> people who go around trying to make other people miserable are miserable themselves first. Yeah, but they always have my parents fighting them and they blame it on me. Mm. Well, who, uh, wait a minute, your parents blame it on you? Yeah. They're like, they just pull it down on me. I mean, it, it trickles down to you. Yeah. They don't actually blame things. They're in a bad mood, and so whatever you do, you end up getting yeah. a lot of grief for. Well, yeah. Drew, you cut right through it, don't you? Uh, <laughs> <all> right. Um, <laughs> you're, you're right in, wanting, in, in perceiving the chaos they bring into the household and wanting to avoid yeah. that. Uh, your parents are the ones that have to be the judge of what they need to do. They are the parents you got to let them do their job. You may want to point out to them how it's affecting you. And they need to be parents. They need to set limits on these young ladies. 
Okay. Yeah, I really, tried to tell them that. Yeah, well, but that's that's what they're the one that suffer the consequences of not doing that, and the kids do too. But it sounds like they're already, you know, pretty far gone. Not much they can do to contain their behavior. Just create consequences for their actions and don't tolerate all that chaos. Thomas, you come from a big family. Big family. So is my wife. Oh, really? She's seven Catholic. Or five. Both Catholic. No, I don't think so. Not really. I mean, like we were Catholic, but my father used to give us the body of Christ, so I don't know if that really <laughs> translates into Catholicism. Um, and my mom, my my uh, wife is just uh, a believer in God kind of deal. Right. She's just she probably God, doesn't well, really believe in God, but she just wants to play it safe no, in no, case anything. No, God forbid yeah, something right. should happen. No, she she wouldn't really be wrong. Believes in God. I think she was raised Catholic, and now we. Go, kind of go non-denominational, you know, don't take a chance way. Right. Do you guys have any kids, though? Yeah, we got the cooch at home, uh, Connor Shea, hello, and uh, Lizzie, hi. Wow, you got two already. Well, Lizzie's my wife. Connor oh. Shea. Then we got another one inside that's Augustus Knight coming uh, at the end of August. Really? Yeah, boy. Augustus? All right, Augustus. that's good. Good that it's a boy. Yeah. Girl could made fun of name Augustus. Oh, the guy's going to take some crap, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you teach him how to kickbox when he's four, everything will be fine. <laughs> Jamie, 17, you're on the love line. Jamie? Jamie? Hmm? Coming back. All right. All right. Drew, you got another one? Yeah, let's yeah, go. Sam, 16, you're on Loveline with Thomas Calabro. All right. Hey, thanks. Okay. Um, uh, here's my problem. Um, I'm trying to cope with this secret obsession I have with Adam. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see here. I got, okay, I got this, like, web of deceit going on. All right? Um... I smoke pot on occasion, and but I'm very responsible about it, all right? It's like maybe, uh, well, once a month kind of thing. I mean, you know, like hardly ever. Um, and uh, here's what happened. Um, are you there? We're here. Yeah. Okay, sorry, you guys are quiet. Okay, um, uh, my best friend, uh, this guy named Chris, he's really... Uh, He's really like anti anti drugs. He's um he, he can't really draw the line between stuff like heroin and pot. You know, it's like all the same thing to him. Right. And okay, he found out about it. Um, uh, this guy named Brian and I. All right, too many names. <laughs> you're, you're you were in brain injured tonight. You can't tell very much. I was rattled. You yeah. know when you uh, shake a paint can? Yeah. That's what it sounded like right. when I was going right. around That's on right. that thing. It was my my little pea brain rattling around in my mammoth uh, Neanderthal skull. <laughs> It's a beautiful vision, baby. It really is. But I'm not bad looking for radio, wouldn't you say? No, for radio, you're perfect. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Doc. That's, that's a compliment. You're not a real doctor, right? No, no, Okay, no. good. All right, now, <clears throat> this play is going to run for uh, six months. No, no, six weeks. I mean, six weeks. I'm through sorry. The, through the third week of July. I, I got rattled. Okay, all right. And this is, this is one of those things. You, you don't do it. That was the old brain firing up. You're not doing it for money. You do it for love of the theater. We do it for love of the theater and the people that come. Right. And it's good. Right. I've been on stage enough to know it kind of sucks. I, I I never really liked it. Well, when you're only your grandparents are out there, I could see how the, you know, the damage is done that, now. <laughs> that's true. But you're going to paper the place. <laughs> now we're going to have big time. We're going to have 14-year-old girls all over the church. Oh, like a, like a rock concert. And we'll be back. The phone number for Loveline, 1-800-191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back. Hold on. Blinds galore, baby. Oh, spring is sprung, baby. Fixing up your home? Hmm, should be. 
Blinds, shades, blindsgalore.com. We use these guys. You need to use these guys. Everything that Blinds Galore does is 100% custom. Window treatments made for your personal window, not just your house, the window that's in your house. It's family-owned and run, over 15 years experience selling blinds and shades. They've uh, mastered the art of helping you create the perfect window. Let's not skimp in this department. I'm telling you, man, something with some good action keeps the... Keeps the light out. Keeps your house at 10 times cooler during the summertime. And warmer in the winter. Absolutely. Blinds galore, man. Free samples, free shipping. You get expert advice and uh, convenient, cheap. Blinds galore. Really does have blinds galore. Go to blindsgalore.com. Let them know I sent you. That's blindsgalore.com. Let them know I sent you. All right, Mike. We're back. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. Fax number 310-854-4455. We're here with Thomas Calabro from Melrose Place. Dr. Mancini, you know the name. You know the show. Very, very important show. Love line in Melrose Place. What oh, a match, huh? That's, what that's a marriage. That's, that's appropriate. Or the marriage, divorce, and a remarriage. Speaking of that, yes. why don't you, and, and, you know, wait and see how the night goes. I mean, it could be a total disaster. But if you have a nice time tonight, yeah, and I'm sure that. You be... want me to drag someone else down here? Yeah. I mean, bring no. somebody else down here, or you mean invite someone? Well, the coax. coax, entice, okay. entice, and um, I'm sure eight by ten will help. See, uh, yeah, see what you see. You can drag in from the show. There's oh, nothing wrong okay. with that. Nothing wrong with a little plugging. I mean, in Melrose Place gets a lot of, a lot of talk, a lot of publicity. I mean. No. It, it does, doesn't it? More than trash it... and propaganda goes a long way, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, the show—I don't know what the ratings are, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's not in the top ten. No, not um, no. Well, Fox isn't a major network, right? So we don't have all those branches out there to, for people to see, right? But um, in its demographics, it's pretty strong, right? Okay, I didn't mean to be offensive, but what I was no, leading you were, to, you were. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I'm backhand it kind of way. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is everyone knows the show. Everyone yeah. knows the character. Right. Everyone either they watch it or they or they don't admit to watching it and they're lying. Like yourself. Exactly. No, no. You I, had to admit it tonight. We never knew it before tonight. No. Uh, oh, okay. we never did. Right. I well, never so even mentioned it till now. <laughs> I, just, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't brag about certain yeah, things. He, in my he life. denied it until so I watched six or seven tapes last night before I showed up. Right? No, just, absolutely. Okay. I watched a show in your underwear, as we understand. Okay. <laughs> right, we don't want it anymore. <laughs> That's it. Ryan, seventeen, you're on the love line. How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, I got sort of a problem. Uh, my parent or my girlfriend's parents think I beat her. Uh. The situation went like this. We were messing around one night, and uh, she smacked her knee against our wall. And she had a big bruise. And her girlfriend was over, and she was, like, really worried about her. So she went and told her parents. And now they totally think that I beat her. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, I talked with both of them, and gave them both sides. Me and her both gave them our sides of the story. And they still believe that I beat her. Why was this girlfriend so concerned about your girlfriend? I don't know. She's just been... Well, she came up from Texas. I just think that she's jealous. Because uh, she came up from Texas. I think she's just trying to ruin our relationship. Why don't your girlfriend's parents believe her when she sincerely... Believe me, if she could act like Thomas, 
she could sell it. I saw that scene. It was incredible. <laughs> if, can she just look at them and go, hey, you're nuts. What are you talking about? He's never laid a hand on me, except that, for to have sex with me. That, that's how it went. But they, they think that she's sticking up for me. Right. All right, so that's bad news when you can't even relate with your own parents on any level. I sat down. I talked for hours with them. I mean, I, I just—they're just. Is there something of something about you that leads them to be rather distrustful? Oh yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm guessing there's a little oh. history here. Okay, well, why? My mom kind of didn't like me when I first started dating her. Why right. is that? Because I go to an alternative school. Mm. And uh, she found out I was on probation for mm -hmm. something. That, what was that something? Uh, me and my friend drove through some guy's yard. It was nothing big. Right. It was joyriding. Went through some guy's yard, and I got on probation for that. <laughs> and she, uh, she always had a hard time liking me or something. And I always tried to prove myself to her. Right. And you had the decency not to drive through her yard, too, didn't you? Yeah. And she said, bitch, I can't believe her. <laughs> All right, Ryan, let, look, I'm sizing you up. Thomas is sizing you up. Drew sizing you up. You look like trouble. You really do. You're driving through people's yards. You're going to the alter alternative school. You're in, you probably look you're you're disheveled, aren't you? No, I I'm I'm totally GQ'd. Look, you know. Uh huh. I mean, I just had problems at school, just uh, getting in fights and stuff. You know. Just... All right. So you have you have a history of violence. Yeah, like I'm not driving through people's yards. Yeah. All right. So you're not exactly the greatest guy. Well, and she knows that my dad my dad's an alcoholic too. All right, so you have a couple strikes against you. Yeah. So they're going to believe the worst. As a matter of fact, this just may be convenient for them. They're probably looking for any excuse to get you away from their daughter. That's what I think, too. And it's really not a bad instinct, Drew. I mean, uh, you're a parent. <laughs> Thomas, you're a parent. I'm a parent, Some yeah, guy right. comes from alternative schools, busted for driving through yards. He's beating the crap out of his uh, student buddies over at the alternative school. Now he's going out with your daughter. What do oh, you think? it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for him at all. Now, let me tell yeah. you something about Thomas. He's from New York. He's got friends. Take care of you in a second. Don't ever even dream about going out with the Caligula or whoever, whatever his kids' names are. Caligula. Nice. That's very close. Very close. Yes, royalty. Hi, Claudius, or whatever. Whoever he's hatching this week. So what should I do, guys? All right. First off, you're going to have to not get in any kind of trouble anymore. Well, I haven't been in trouble for the longest time. I straightened okay. up my act. I'm... All right. We'll see if we can make it a week. <laughs> and then, and then, like we now we get these calls all the time, Drew, and we always give the same answer, which is, you you can't fix it in one sitting. Right. It's just one of these things you have to kind of earn it. It's right. like you can't say to your, you know, you can't go to your football coach when you're in the tenth grade and go, respect me as the greatest player to have ever uh, graced the the field here at North Hollywood High. Right. You have to go. You have to bust your ass at practice. You got to run the bleachers. You got to do the whole nine yards. Yeah, that's right. It's a good analogy. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay, Thomas, you yeah. like it? That was very nice. Very nice. Hey, run the bleachers. You're gonna uh, you're gonna direct an episode of Melrose Place soon, right? I did last year, man. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, a big fan of the show. The yeah, one I you know. did was better than the other ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I can Thank tell you that you. right Thank now. Thank you so much for watching. You have any casting poll over there? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I got a little <laughs> casting poll when I direct. Because I'm Italian and... guy, you're Italian guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I could probably pass myself off as like your gay brother or something. Oh, there's something you don't understand. All the people that we cast on our show are good looking. Oh. Ouch, babe. <laughs> At least I got some height. All right, back oh, to the phones. George, <laughs> 20, you're on Loveline. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi, I will. Well, first of all, I just very worry about me and my, my girlfriend's relationship. Mm. See, um, 
we're sexually active and and I can't, I mean, she can't reach an orgasm. And well, and we, I, some, first of all, I, I thought it was me, you know. I mean, I was doing something wrong, but I, or I was too fast. So, but it's not that. No, it's not that. Because I, for her, I've been gone like, like an hour. Right. And I don't, no. Right. A lot. No, it's not you. And and I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with that, you know? All right. Well, we're, we'll get producer Ann to get in on this one. It's kind of funny how you phrase it, reach orgasm. It's it's out there. It's out. It's like uh, it's it's like you're a trapeze act, and you come you come somersaulting off of some other guy, and there it is, swinging. Oh, missed it. I don't though. I don't think she's that close, George. Ann, why don't you jump in here and uh, tell uh, tell our buddy George how to how to help out his gal pal? How to please her? Yeah. Okay. What have you tried so far? Well, well, I I tried like a like. Like a lot of positions and 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 well, first of all, she told me she told me that uh, uh, she told me that I was uh, I mean I, I didn't last too long, so you know I, I tried myself to last long, you know, so I, I even lasted like an hour. I even went for another one. You Have know? you tried other things though besides that, using your hand or orally? And you know I and. <laughs> I don't. I don't think she. She. I'm, or have her show you what she likes. George. Uh huh. George, have you ever pleasured her with your mouth? Yeah. Much like you're pleasuring us. Yeah. You have. Yes, I have. Uh huh. For for how long? So, <laughs> like, like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Uh huh. That's a lifetime. I <laughs> I, I can't argue with twenty minutes. <laughs> and like we were talking about last night, that's dog time too. Twenty minutes is uh is day and a half. I mean in your mind when you're down there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. You're a real trooper, George. <laughs> and uh I've been like an hour and like I gone for like two you know, and and she's not I right, can't reach one. Does George. she seem to be enjoying it? Uh me? No her. Uh oh I mean, she gets frustrated though. I mean when when I can't, I mean, I don't, you know, I want to stop, you know, because you can't go for a whole day. All right, George. Well, uh -huh. she probably feels that, you know, if a woman feels that he's just trying to get it over with, she's going to, she's not going to, you know, be relaxed and... Receptive. You know, yeah. George. Uh-huh. Listen, there's no doubt you're all man. You're probably too much man for any one woman. She's lucky to have you, you know. <laughs> All right. All right, George. Here, here's my advice. Can she masturbate and have an orgasm? Yeah, she told me that. Okay. That's what, what makes me feel so bad. All know? right, all right, all right. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And Thomas, you tell me if you disagree. Please jump in. What you try to do is, we get these calls all the time. The women cannot have orgasms with their with their man, but they can have an orgasm alone. So the idea is to really like just like hide in the bedroom, get them going, and then just sort of like try to slide in there somewhere it's like uh, i liken it to like in the schoolyard where they're doing the jump rope there's two people swinging it oh yeah and you stand back and you mm -hmm. kind of you pace it for a minute and and not last night but the night be and you jump in and once in a while the thing grabs you by the by the shins and topples you but once in a while you get in and you jump and you're going that's what you gotta you gotta you gotta swap Absolutely. that's good advice man that's good <laughs> advice jump rope with your girlfriend 
You know what I'm talking about. Drew? <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you part of the show, man? Not Drew, tonight. my brain got rattled. Get involved yeah, well, there. Hmm. Christy, 25. You're on Loveline with Thomas Calabro, my paisan from um, New York. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a problem that's been going on that maybe you guys can help me with. Um, I used to be married to a guy who was, it was a really bad situation. He was really, really abusive. And um, I finally was smart and got myself out of it. But it's been almost three years now, and he still is, he writes me letters telling me that I'm the only person he's ever going to love and that no one else is ever going to be able to love me like he can. And um, he just, like, won't get the hint. And I don't know what to do more than what, what I... What do you mean won't get the hint? What kind of... Well, he, like, he won't leave me alone. What kind of feedback do you give him? Um, I've had a restraining order put on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I've moved away from the state that he's living in, even. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's... When he tries to contact you, what do you do? Um, I, I don't answer him at all. So you just give him zero? Uh, yeah, okay. basically. Drew, she's the victim here. Yeah, I'm Don't just, make it her hey, fault. I'm, <laughs> it's not her fault. I'm just asking her how she reacts to the guy. Well, you just got to keep cataloging what it is he does and take whatever legal precautions you can take. But, and that's it. That's all you can do. So there's nothing I can do. To say. Not that I'm aware. Are you aware of anything? Uh, well, like I said, talk to some of Thomas's friends. Thomas, you ever do any stalking? Stalking? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, no. You're a good-looking guy. You don't need to stalk. Right. You look like me. You got to get the nappy Shorter, head. You yeah, got to stop. Shorter but better. <laughs> Adam stopped. I certainly did. <laughs> hey, Christy. Yes. Isn't it kind of funny how the guys who are the biggest a holes when you're together want you back that much more? I mean, well, the more they abuse you, yeah. The more they crap on you, the bigger a holes they are. The harder they try to get you back when you break up with them. And what happens when they get back? Oh, they go right into the a-hole business again. Right. Actually, usually, wouldn't that be a controlling thing? I'm guessing it would be. Control all the time. Yeah. Mm, Bro. Yeah, but it's it's something much deeper, much worse than just issues of control. All right, Christy. Yes. So play it safe. You're doing all the right things. Okay. Uh, you you have to you have to give this guy nothing, because this guy can survive off a uh, off a scrap, off a crust of bread. If you just toss him just the slightest little morsel, he can go for another year. He's already gone for three years. All right, and you've barely given him anything. Yeah. You can't I mean, give him. You can't even pick up the phone and go, um, Larry. I expl- I told you. You just gotta hang up. It's just zero. You have to give him zero, because he can go off of nothing. Okay. You understand? Yeah. All right. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is one eight hundred Love one nine one. Loveline, right back. Why are razors so damn expensive? Well, perhaps it's those billion-dollar shave companies that overload the razors with ridiculous tech you don't even need. Do you really need a razor with a vibrating handle, back scratcher, laser pointer? I know I do not. Now, that's why I switched to DollarShaveClub.com. DollarShaveClub.com sends quality razors and other cool bathroom stuff right to your door for just a couple of bucks a month. It couldn't be any easier. DollarShaveClub.com does not waste their money on ridiculous tech gimmicks. That's one of the ways they can charge a fraction of what big shave companies charge. And you know what? If you try it, you may even think that DollarShaveClub.com blades are actually better. Signing up is easy as well. Go to DollarShaveClub.com, pick a razor plan. They have three to choose from. Then every month, just like clockwork, you will get a package in the mail with Dollar Shave Club blades. They've got other great stuff as well. Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter, One Wipe Charlie's, the Peppermint Infused Butt Wipes for Men, 
Thanks to DollarShaveClub.com, you will never forget to buy blades, and you will never get nicked up from squeezing one too many shaves out of that last lousy blade. So join me and everyone at Classic Loveline and the hundreds of thousands of guys who upgraded to the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join DollarShaveClub.com slash Drew. Join at DollarShaveClub.com slash Drew. That is DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Drew, D-R-E-W. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455, here with Thomas Calabro from Melrose Place. You know him as Dr. Mancini. He's got a little show starting up this Friday at the Hudson Theater in uh, lovely Hollywood, California. The date of that would be May 31st. The name of the show is Gravity Shoes. We're going to give away passes to those shows a little bit later on. Also, a couple pair of uh, Lugs boots from uh, New York, the uh, New York Lug Boot Company. And uh, I think I get one boot, too, or something like that. Thomas. Sir. You were just talking about, uh, it was kind of interesting during the commercial, about how you know that your uh, child-to-be is a boy. Yeah, yeah, we went to a friend's uh, wedding in Seattle, and he's a kind of kooky, crazy, eclectic kind of guy, and had all si- sorts of people there, including some psychics and palm readers. Mm-hmm. And as my wife would pass by when she was having her coffee in the morning, or we have breakfast, we were actually for f- four days. They just kept mentioning this boy inside of her and how lucky he was that she gave him so much love and such. And, uh, you know, never got a reading per se. They just kept mentioning the boy. Oh, you know, he's going to be this. He's going to be that. You know, he'll be big, strong. How Someday far along was she at the time? <laughs> so somebody, somebody with an A. Now how, I know who. How, long, uh, was, how far along was she when She's they were doing that? She's about six months. And so they, they knew it. They knew it. They just thought, and I went like we went to bed that second night. I went, honey, I think we're going to have a boy because they keep talking about that boy. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, uh, when we came back, we had the doctors check it out, and uh, it's a boy, Augustus Knight. And we'll be back in 10 seconds. Oh. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Back with Thomas Calabro from Melrose Place, Dr. Mancini. Phone number here, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Thomas is dying to get out of the studio, but I told me he has to stay until uh, the next commercial break. But we will plug his Gravity Shoes, which uh, opens May 31st. You're the, uh, so kind. Wonderful and spacious 99C Theater, Hudson Theater. After you see it, you'll be glad you did. Oh, I'm not when going to that damn down? show. What? Are you kidding? <laughs> Give me a break. Too much cursing in that show for you, right? <laughs> That's art, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll be, uh, I'll be sitting home watching Baywatch. Uh, Brad, you're—I uh, don't know how old you are, but here you are on Loveline. Good evening. Good evening. Have a question for, um, well, I suppose uh, both of the doctors there. Mm-hmm. Um, having a pretty rough time with this. A close friend of mine died last week from what's called autoerotic asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. He hung and, himself while he was masturbating? Correct. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I've always thought I was pretty liberal and whatever, progressive sexually, and I had never heard of anything like this in my life until I heard about his death. And um, this was someone who was extremely artistic very creative, extremely intelligent, 
And I'm just kind of wondering how something like this could happen. And I guess also in talking about it, to, to let people know out there who might be doing this, that it's definitely Russian roulette. And it, you'd be amazed how not uncommon this practice is. This is not the first death from this problem, from this behavior. People mm -hmm. die of this. And it really doesn't have much to do with intelligence either, Wasn't does it? Lincoln I mean, killed this way? No. People okay. uh, don't necessarily utilize their cognitive function to determine their behaviors. I mean, look at all the smart people that use a lot of drugs. Oh, but, let me tell you about smart these people. artist types, too. Always looking for a thrill. You're stupid, you stay home, you watch TV, you masturbate, you take lots of naps like I do. But these artistic types, these guys, they got to do theater. They gotta play golf. They have to keep going. They have always day. something Take new. All right. Well, all I'm saying is always looking for a new thrill. These are these artisans, and that's yeah. that's what happens. Uh, I I I think that plays into it, but it's just um, hey, it's just such a hard thing to deal with. I understand. Isn't it just the fact that it's hard to deal with the death of your friend? I mean, he 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 had a peculiar behavior and he had an accident. Is this is this something that? Um, I mean, I, I mean, this is someone I knew who was like in going into, into, in going into strip clubs and, you know, sort of like, you know, the typical sort of lightweight, naughty boy stuff. I mean, how do you make the leap from that to trying to merge a pleasurable experience with a near-death experience? I, is this like an addiction? Is this a progressive thing? Uh, it's interesting. People that seek thrills do tend to be genetically prone to addiction. Uh, and it is thought to be the, an endorphin high that people get from doing this. So an addict might get more of a sort of a thrill, so to speak, or more of a reinforcing experience under under this circumstance. But, uh, you know, to explain why people do it, I don't know. But this has been going on for a long time. No, for a long time. It is. This is not the first death, first death from it. it it's, not, it's not a safe behavior. Thomas. Yo. How about a very special Melrose place where the, the gay guy is found, like, dangling with his pants down around his ankles? Oh, I don't think so. Like, you don't have to show his penis, but you no, do it the, You do it in the usual tasteful fox way, where they show, like, the shadow of a schlong on the, the wall in the back. The <laughs> that's hard. The best we get our Melrose place is, like, the guy's hugging, you know, and that's about Oh, it. yeah, they still haven't showed him no, kiss. No, they cut the kissing. They cut the kissing frame by frame frame until you know really well, it was a big I, deal it i don't agree deal. with that they they're showing people are committing murder people are uh, I'm sure are aaron adult. spelling will take your call <laughs> talk to him oh god that old okay. schlockster for christ's sake <laughs> michelle 18 you're on love line um yes i had a question for dr drew yeah michelle um i've heard you mention before that the drug ecstasy mm -hmm. has been one of the few drugs actually proven to cause brain damage right um, I was wondering what exactly sort of damage does it cause? It causes disruption of the normal architecture and anatomy of, of important regions of the brain, primarily regions that are responsible for maintaining your mood. I had that happen to me today on the uh, hammerhead, by yeah, the way. Yeah, in indeed you might have. Uh, but it, it's a dangerous drug, and uh, it, it potentially causes addiction. It's an, it's an amphetamine that's been altered in such a way as to give it hallucinogenic properties. Uh, people that I have treated who are addicted to it are tremendously impaired by it. I mean, they become psychotic, they can't, they're paranoid, and they're disorganized. It's a, it's a very devastating drug if it's used regularly. Even it's, I think its popularity waned uh, until about a year or so ago because people witnessed how nuts people get on the drug and the kind of intense biological reactions that people get from it. Now it's coming back again. It's apparently really hit in Southern California where it's really popular. Again. I've done X twice. Once when I was like 22 in Santa Barbara, 
during Halloween at Isla Vista, and I met my girlfriend, uh, old girlfriend. Uh, yeah, no, another another uh, successful relationship, yeah. Oh, I got some out of it. This is when you stalked, right? Awesome. Yeah, but I, I was sober when I stalked her. And the other time was like in Vegas about three years ago, and I, I couldn't go to sleep, and I stayed up till 5 in the morning, and I was eating a uh, like Grand Slam at 4 in the morning, and my friend was high, too, and he spit coffee in my face. And I also had a friend that he's... um. Had a seizure twice. Right, oh, that's very right, very nice. What what would cause that? What would that be the cause? That's the that's the stimulant property. Stimulants can predispose to seizures. Cocaine's the most common drug that precipitates seizures. Thomas, yo, I'm any drugs going here. around the set there? Oh, those are pretty no. clean. No, no, very clean. clean. All right, we don't want the company. Tylenol we don't want the company the line. Thing, you know. Really, it's Thailand all this season, yeah. It's a different scene than than what it was, uh, I guess. Oh man, totally. Everybody cleaned up their act in Hollywood. Almost everybody, except for yourself, of course. All right, I'm high right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not from the taking anything. It's from it's the, the hammerhead. Hammer yes, please, kids, go oh. go rattle your brain. You'll never <laughs> need to do a drug again. Emily, 15, you're on Love Line with Thomas Galabro from Melrose Place. Hey, how's it going? Good. Emily, Emily, uh, can I say something? Shouldn't you be in bed? Yeah, I am. Don't you have school tomorrow? Oh, you're in bed. Yeah, I am. With the phone, under yeah. the covers, hiding from your mother and father. Absolutely. That's sort of the Actually, profile of our routine listener. Is that it? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I used to read under the covers, and now they make phone calls to radio <laughs> stations. And, uh, just checking. Go ahead. Please I have ask a comment for Thomas, actually. Oh, well, since we're talking. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say how much I love Melrose Place. Thank you very much. Um, I watch it every Monday, like whatever. Never make any plans Monday night at 8 o'clock. You don't. You sit and home, you watch, and you watch with your friends, or you watch alone? Yeah, me and my friends. Um, we're kind of obsessed with it, actually. Well, who's your favorite character on the show? Um, I don't know. I Be really careful. Like you're talking to, remember, you're talking to Dr. Michael Mancini. Go I ahead. Know. Come on, Emily. Who would you say your favorite character is? Um, well... You're pretty cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I had to squeeze her like a bar rag to get yeah, that out. that wasn't easy. Emily. I guess. Then, then after you guys watch, you guys all head off to your men's meeting? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a jab in. All right, you have a question? Um, yeah, what's going to happen next season? Oh, that's a good question. What is going to happen next season? I have in the foggiest idea. They don't tell us anymore because we used to tell everybody. And they never knew what was going to happen, and then no one watched. That's what happened this season, and that's why we slowed down the middle of the year. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what's happening all over the place. Shows like this, in fact. Uh, no, this and show's an institution, though. Everyone will watch that. I hope so. And so I don't know really what's going to happen next year. I think someone, someone's not coming back. One of the regular cast members is actually going to be gone. Oh, I really? Know. I know who that is. You know already? Why am I already? Um, they didn't tell me who it was. Who, Emily? How do you know? It's, um, it's Joe. Joe? Yeah. Oh, Josie Joe. Bissett? Daphne. Oh, you mean Joe? Joe. Oh, Daphne Zuniga is not yeah. coming back. Zuniga. Did you know that? No, but I know she looks good. She looks good. She put on a little weight a couple of years ago. Oh, that was least... a long before Melrose. All right, well, whatever. But okay. she looks good now. She looks fabulous. She really does. Like dark-haired girls? <sighs> Have a girlfriend currently? Uh -huh. No? no, all right. No. Then, okay. well, you got so, something? Well, I'll talk to Daphne. I'm waiting for, for your daughter to get older. Daphne Daphne's actually a veteran of this show. Oh, she is? Oh, is she, she's Ten been... years ago, she started coming on the show. No kidding. Is she single? What? She's very single. Really? Very. Whoa. You know, just like the character. She rides a bike, a big bike, dude. Really? Can you handle that? She drives a hog? I'm talking a hog, man. Really? 
Big bad boys, yeah. Yeah, I'll just, you know, I only ride side saddle because I'm trying to keep the hymen intact, but <laughs> I'll ride along with her. Okay, that should All be right, fun. get her get her on the show. I'll talk to her. All right, and uh, also, uh, aren't you doing a play or I'd something here in town? I will. Gravity Shoes opens Friday at the Hudson Guild on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood, California. Right here in town, not far. You could be there in ten minutes. You could be wear there. your iron underpants, guys. You'll let me laugh, tell you, you'll laugh, you'll split a gut. I'm not kidding. And it, it, so it's a comedy. Uh, yeah. How should oh, we? Uh, we catch on quick. <laughs> well, give away tickets. Yeah, we're gonna give away tickets. Give away I, tickets. Give, give away shoes. Give away tickets quick. You got five minutes, baby. No, no, we'll, we'll give those things away long after you're gone. Wait, then I don't even get to do it? All right, we'll give them away now. What, what do you want? Go, give them away. What do you want to call her? Now? These kids should be going to bed. They have to go to school tomorrow and no, stuff. No, they should be staying up and drinking more coffee. Oh, you give us, we need callers from the L.A. area who uh, have a, uh, I don't know, Melrose trivia, or is that too stupid? Uh, I'll see if I can think of something. Okay. Go All right, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it that goes. That was something I could have prepared had you told me. I know. Well, you really should have thought of that. He played golf all day. God knows. God forbid you give an ounce of thought to Loveline. Marianne, 17, you're on Loveline. Hey, guys. Hey, where are you from? I'm from Colorado, Fort Collins. All right. Okay, this is my problem. There's this guy that I've known for five years, and we used to be really, really good friends. And then at one point, we became a lot more than really good friends, and I ended up getting really hurt. But I got over it, and I've always had feelings for him, but I just kind of put him away, and we ended up becoming really good friends again. And then just recently, he tells me that he has feelings for me, too, and that he thinks that there's something between us, and I don't know what to do because I want to believe him. Right, but he jerked you over once already. Right. What was the circumstance first time around? Um, he just... I don't know. He just ended up telling me that... He just left? Yeah, kind for of. He didn't... For somebody else? Yeah, for my best friend. Oh. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now it's crystal clear. How old is he? He's 17, too. Mm-hmm. All right. How old is he emotionally? <laughs> That's right. Three. Marianne. Yeah. You're much too mature a woman to fall for this twice. Yeah. <laughs> He's just he just he knows where she's at. He's just working her. Yeah, absolutely. Terrible. Yes, like a like a little marionette. Reprehensible. It's ridiculous, man. Don't put up with that. It's abusive. Worse than ridiculous, Drew. It's cockulous. Thank you. See, we work well together. Yeah. (laughs) Please, couldn't you get me on the show for just five minutes? Not a chance. And I'd just be like on a gurney being pushed through the hospital or something. Now there's something about nice to save so much on makeup. I'll play a feet up. I'll just... play a corpse. How about that? There you have it. A corpse that's uh, sexually abused by the gay guy. There you have it. Marianne? Yeah. Don't fall for it twice. Don't do it. Believe Dump me. Dump him. All right, Thomas. Him. I'm with that, man. You're too good for him. Oh, All absolutely. Right? Okay. All right. There's plenty of plenty more fish out in the sea. People or young people. They end up going out the same people, getting screwed over by the same people, because the people go to their school, they live down the street, or they work at the same place. But you get older, you get a car, you don't have to do that. You can drive hundreds of miles and get screwed over by people. You don't need the indignity of being screwed over by your neighbor anymore. All right, we're going to see if we can find ourselves a uh, L.A. call here to give away some of those tickets. Katrina, 25, you're on Loveline. Hi, yeah, um, this question is for Dr. Drew. Mm -hmm. Where are you calling from? Um, From El Cajon, San Diego area. You got a car? Yeah. You like theater? I love theater. You do? Yeah, definitely. You're about two hours away. 
Yeah, I drive up all the time. Yeah, I'm yeah. From, I'm from the LA area. You have any business here uh, this weekend? Um, actually, the weekend of the the seventh, I'm coming up. Oh, is that we, an option? Is that an option? I don't know. Who's got the pass? Would you like to come up and see the show? You get you get free tickets to see the show. Does sure. she answer a question or something? Eh, I don't know. At this point, who cares? Oh, okay. <laughs> Ann's got a puss on though, Ann. Ann's no, Ann, no puss on. No. Oh, okay. Oh, that's your natural <laughs> puss. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my thing. That's a grouper that. look. I'm sorry. All right. Hey, Katrina. Oh, Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> so you do like theater? Yes. And you want to see how short Thomas is in person? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> All right. Then you should come to this play. Okay. I smell a hit. You understand? All right. All right. So I ask your question. Okay. Um, my question is for Dr. Drew mainly, I suppose. Um, my boyfriend and I have been together for um, a few years now. We've lived together for the last year. Um, and we weren't sexually active until about six months into our relationship. Um, and before that, we would, you know, sort of mess around pretty much every night. And then after we started having sex, I'm sorry, it, um, it started becoming, I guess the, the sex would become fewer and fewer and far between. And now, um, let's see, in the last seven months, we've had sex twice. <laughs> and um, I've tried to talk to him about it. Um, I talked to him about it less and less every month I would say just because when I bring it up to him he gets really angry and he's very frustrated about it and he tells me he doesn't know why and I think he's really tr he really tries to think of a reason to tell me you know he's told me a bunch of different things but n telling me never seems to help no matter what I do he told me back in January that if I stopped bugging him about it and stopped pressuring him about it it would just get better that's four months ago yeah and yeah. I well six five months ago yeah, yeah. and I, I haven't talked to him about it since once since then We've had sex once since then because I went out of town for a long time, and when I came back, we did. All right, Katrina. Yeah. Please, let me talk to this guy. But Thomas will talk some sense to him. He's a doctor, for he, Christ's sake. This is the other thing is that I, I haven't really told anyone about this because I told him that um, I needed to talk to somebody about it because he couldn't tell me anything, and I needed to talk to somebody, and he told me if I talked to anybody about it, it was over because he just, he's, I don't know. So. <laughs> What's over? Your relationship of no love? But we're completely in love. I mean... No. 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 Calls me. You know, we talk to each other every day from our jobs. We do stuff together all the time. We we go. I mean, every weekend we go somewhere together. We all right. Oh, hold on. Together. Hold on a second, Thomas. You're an Italian guy, yeah. right? Horny guy by nature. By nature. Now you're from New York. It makes you extra horny. Yes. Because it's like, well, you you take the horniness of the Italian, you mix it in with the sort of a hole hurry. Where you get in New yeah. York and it's like, come on, baby, get, come on, bitch, give me some now. And yeah, you get that kind of attitude, horn honk and all that. Yeah, that. Now, how long have you been married? I've been married for uh, three years. Still horny for your wife, right? Absolutely. 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 It does not. It does not go. You love her, of course. And you her. you worship her physically. Absolutely. Yes, Katrina. Mm -hmm. Do you so, hear that? Something's missing. Something's definitely. missing. Yeah, something big. All right. Now you want me to talk to him because I'll straighten him out. Uh, no. We'll, we'll get to the. You're living in. You're living in denial, Katrina. I just want to know what I could do to make it better. You, I think you'd have to get some professional help. With, yeah. his, with his defenses the way they are, it's ridiculous. But it's, I mean, how it's not going to get better unless somebody intervenes. And the deal is, is that if he's unwilling to even discuss it, then, 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 then you have to take a stand. The stand is there's something wrong here. We have to do something or I'm going to leave. Right, because he's ashamed of this. Because it's a guy's role to be horny all the time, to have a lot of bravado, you know. And so when I bring it up, it just makes it a lot worse. Right, makes him feel like he's been castrated. Exactly, yeah, and I know it makes him really upset, and he's very apologetic about it's it. It's what you call a compound problem. You, you, you're dating a gelding now. How old is he? What's that? How old is he? 24. Is he on any medications? No. Okay. Katrina. <laughs> Katrina. Mm-hmm. 
we'll give you a couple of passes. You come out here to L.A. You take in a little good theater. You're going to fill the theater with free passes. That, that, no, this is, is the same person. Oh, isn't that's it? right, Katrina. All right. Yeah. Look, look at this. Like, so, Doctor Drew, you suggested possibly getting professional help. Absolutely. I don't. Like, I just like you know, for seeing a psychologist. A or? family counselor, sure. All right. So it's just not going. It's not really a couple's counselor. It's not going to get better by itself. It is not. Yeah. Okay. You okay. got that? Or we're going to put you on hold. Okay. Here's the plan. Seriously, go see the show. You guys will laugh so hard. Uh, the, the blood on uh, your, your heart will go Peter Pan. Watch and Thomas, <laughs> the wonderful yeah, actor. Maybe seeing Thomas will uh, get him in the mood or something. Absolutely. <laughs> I've had a hard on the whole time he's been here. <laughs> All right. All right. All right put you on hold. <laughs> All right, look. Can you bear it? we got two more minutes. Two. you got been, two minutes. Listen, I'm you're leaving, here, right, I'm you're leaving before you even got here, for Christ's Come sake. Come on, that's not so. We're plugging the hell out of this hey, little play you're doing. I was to get picked up. Let's not forget that. Oh, please. Just you don't kidding. have a car? You drive yourself to the links every morning. I got lost. I knew I'd get lost. All right. It is a, it is a hard place to find. All right. Let's give away another set of oh. tickets here. Yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Come Mickey, on. 15. Hi. Um. I'd first like to say that I love Melrose Place, and Michael's you, my favorite Mickey. character. Thank you, Mickey. Good And um, I have a question about um, there's this guy I really like, and I want him to know I like him. But, you see, like, I tried to do that by writing a letter to him, and I don't know if that's the best thing to do, so I was just wondering what's the best way well, to Sometimes the guards will look at the mail and not even give it to the prisoner, so that's not often the best way to tell a man you love him. I don't think so. You have to go there during visiting hours, Mickey. Mickey, mm -hmm. how old is this guy? Um, he's 15, too. And you both live in the L.A. area? Um, I live in Orange County. All right, that's L.A. sort of area. You, oh, you, yeah. All right, here's what you do. You, you ask him on a date, a theater date. Yeah, you tell him you got some... Don't tell him they're free tickets. Make, make him think you Yeah, tell, them, right? tell me you, 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 you like got a route, a paper route to get these tickets, and you, you, you wedge a little uh, culture up his ass, and he'll love you forever. It's not just culture. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You're in this, Mickey? It's a lot of fun. You want? You like to go to the theater? Do you ever go to the theater? Yeah, I like to go. Okay, because we make mistakes on stage, and that's a lot of fun to see. Sometimes we trip and we fall on our faces. It makes it really funny. You think he'd like that? Mm-hmm. You'd like, you'd like to see an actor from Melrose Place on stage really up close and stuff? Yeah. Do, do you think he'd like that? Mm-hmm. Well, then I think you should bring him to the show. You should ask him. You should tell him I asked you to ask him to come. Where How's is he? That? Do you have his phone number? Yeah. You have his phone number. Let's if you got his phone number, you must have talked to him. I'm too scared. All right, Mickey, ask him out. You want us to talk to him? You want us to talk to him? No. I'll have Adam call okay. for you. I'll call. I'll talk some sense in this boy. No, it's okay. You sure he's ready? He's ready to write down the number. He's I'm, sitting right here with the pen in his hand. I'm he's very fine. anxious. That's no, okay. All right, Mickey, we're going to put you on hold. We're going to give you some passes to this, and you will uh, pull yourself up by your uh, pumps and ask this guy to go to see Gravity Shoes with you, okay. won't you? Won't you? Yeah, thanks. Uh, all right, putting you on hold. All right, Thomas. Thanks, buddy. The moment has arrived. The moment has arrived. Thank you very much, man. I had a lot of fun. Good. I'm, I thank you for coming in. Come in any time. Okay. Drag some of the other uh, cast members in. Oh, Daphne. I'm going to ask Daphne right away for you. So, seriously, single? What? I'm, t I'm telling you, man. Hog. Her and her hog. I'm, I'm really? Be good for you. Okay, yeah. Might I'd be good for you. That. You need a little. I do. I need fresh air. Besides, okay. with the rattled brain and everything. All right. And when we come back, we will give away a few more passes. We'll also give away a, a pair of lugs, uh, boots or shoes and all that good stuff. So, again, uh, Thomas Calabro, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Uh, Gravity Shoes uh, opens May 31st at the Hudson Theater. Runs six weeks. Go see Thomas there.
Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freak. The highest acrobats. And the funniest clowns. Love one. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, don't forget our friends at GoToMeeting. That's right, if you need to have a meeting, get your peers or your collaborators together, you can do so with GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Powerfully simple way to meet online from anywhere, anytime. We love GoToMeeting. I use GoToMeeting for any meetings I'm having where I can't get everybody together or where people are in different parts of the country or the city, whatever. They don't. Why get together? You don't have to. You can actually have your high-definition, real-time video conference all the while throwing up and working out one another's documents. That's really the most cool part of the whole thing. So you can start GoToMeeting. Sign up for GoToMeeting from your computer or mobile device. Launch your first meeting in seconds. You'll be able to share the screen to collaborate on projects in real time. Turn your webcams. Turn on your webcams to see each other's face-to-face. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting.com today and click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code LOVELINE. That is GoToMeeting.com, promo code LOVELINE. Meeting is believing. All right, let me give the phone number out. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Thomas Calabro's on his way home, or maybe perhaps back to the golf course. We can't be sure, but uh, he was nice enough to come in here and plug his show for an hour and a half, so uh, we thank him for that. So, uh, Drew, you ready to get back to the phone? Uh, I am ready. Do you have any business? Oh, man. Plugs boots. That hurt my penis. I just thought of something. What? talking to a friend of mine, a guy I hadn't talked to in a while. Uh, It was actually a couple days. He gave me a ride to the airport uh, on uh, Friday. He has a uh, penis uh, piercing. Yeah. He has the uh, Prince... Uh, Prince Albert. Prince Albert. All right. His uh, girlfriend has the uh, hood yeah. piercing. She has, like, the barbell. Mm-hmm. And he has the hoop. Got caught. Got caught. Oh. He ripped the <gasps> hood. No. Yes. Oh. No more hood. It's... Uh, what, what would you call it? There's no hood anymore. It's no not bonnet. Even, not even a beanie. Say. No, no bonnet, as they'd say in, in uh, Britain. No bonnet. All right. Yeah. Wow. Did everyone's crotch hurt his... I don't even have a hood. I mean, I am i don't think I... Do I have a hood, Drew? No, you have a hood. But do I have like a mud flap in back? Nothing. <laughs> wow, that's terrible. I, yeah. I, honestly, I, I, I don't get that. Huh? I, I just don't get that. Oh, come on, Drew. Get hit, man. I don't get it. Oh, I'm... you haven't lived till you put a uh, fishing lure at the end of your wanker. Come on. Nicole, 22, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um... I have a big problem. Mm-hmm. I'm dating someone in the military, and he has a girlfriend back home. And he leaves in August to go back home. I'm supposed to be moving to where he lives in August. Just coincidence? Uh, no, not actually. You're going with him? No. You're following him? Kind of. You're following him? My friend, I have a friend that. You're following him. No, I'm not. Would you be going there if he weren't going there? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll Maybe. be the judge of this. Where, you, where's he going? Michigan. All right, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. He's not going to Fort Lauderdale. He's not going to Cancun. 
No. He's going to Michigan. Yeah. You you would never go to Michigan in a million years. You got no business in Michigan except for your your chasing Gomer's wiener. <laughs> no, that's not it. I really want him just to forget about this other girl. Uh huh. Well, you follow him to Michigan, and he's liable to forget. I don't or, or maybe not. Because we I mean we've been seeing each other since January, kind of off and on. I've tried dating other people. I just can't get him out of my mind. Right. Mm. And, and is, is the reason you can't get him out of your mind because he can't get his other girlfriend out of his mind? I don't know. Yeah. If he's out of he this... Doesn't seem like, I mean, she never writes him. It, they never really talk. It, it, it's like it's like a uh, somebody who's married saying, oh, the, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be... Back. She treats me badly. I'm, I'm going to get a divorce soon. Right. You well, know. it's the way we met. I figured, you know, it's, it was my ex-fiance's best friend. All right. He is? Yeah. All right, Nicole, uh, you're all class, let me tell you. Nicole, listen to me. Listen. Listen to the voice of reason. You've never listened to anyone in your entire life, but listen to me. Okay. The guy's not serious about you. You're interim gal until he can get back with his Michigan broad. You understand? Mm-hmm. He's not treating you well. He's not taking you seriously. He doesn't care about you. He probably would, would doubt her... Or doubt, be unwilling to trust her, given the way she treated her fiance. Yes, her ex-fiance. And yeah, and why should he trust you, Nicole? Because listen, it's I'm serious. Nicole, this is uh, totally unhealthy. Plus, you're in, you're in grave danger of making an ass of yourself. Let let him go off to Michigan, and you find somebody else out here. You'll get over him much more quickly than you might imagine. Yeah, and Nicole. Yes. Hook up with a sane person. Well, we don't know that he's not sane. It's just oh, not a good relationship. Well, first off, he's screwing around on whatever girlfriend is waiting back home for right, him. Right, right. You know what I'm saying, Nicole? Yeah. And I'm probably not the first person that you know he's dated since he's been in the military. Mm. All right. And, um, and he's probably cheated on his girlfriend a million times before. All right. And, and this is the best friend of your ex-fiance? But my ex-fiance is now married to someone else. Okay. So it's one big cesspool you come from. <laughs> Everybody screws everybody. Everybody, everybody stabs everyone in the back. It's one. It, like it's Melrose. like a big. They have I a big. In Melrose Place. You don't even. Yeah, it's like Melrose Place, except for yeah, no one looks as good, right? And, and but people don't realize. You know, again, hey, it's I'm the. Italian. I think I. Again, it's the media. The, to, to to say with pride, it's like Melrose Place. It really shows how much the media misrepresents people and their behavior. If people were to behave as they do on Melrose Place, each and every one of those characters would be seriously, seriously mentally ill. I mean, that they they all have serious character disturbances. And, and they, so it's not something to be proud of if you live in a, around people who behave in that manner. Wait a minute, Drew. You're saying that is not a slice of life, that Melrose Place? That is a realistic depiction of uh, people in their early 20s, uh, early right. 30s and late 20s. Uh, the moderns say it's a... Uh, it's, uh, all right. Forget it. All right. Yeah, forget it. Get on with it. Yeah, all right. Oh, man. Araceli? Yes. Wow. 15, you're on Loveline. Um, yeah, I have a question. I've been bulimorexic for about eight months. Bulimorexic? Yeah. Is that something? All right. Yeah, um, and I was wondering, um, the effects that it would have on my body, because I don't know what's caused. I've started throwing up blood. All right. Well, when did that happen? Um, about... Two weeks ago. You've been doing it every time you vomit? 
No. All right. Well, well, hold on. Let's talk about bulimorexic hey, hey, for a second. Well, Drew, wait, people got, don't know what you're talking about. I just got to get at this problem first. Have you seen a doctor since, since you started no. vomiting blood? No. You must see somebody immediately, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you can bleed to death, and you can bleed to death rapidly from bleeding in the stomach and esophagus. Okay? That's not something you can put your finger on and apply pressure to it and cause the bleeding to stop. If it becomes brisk, they you won't rip, know right? it. What? It can rip, right? You, you can get tears in your esophagus, and that's mm-hmm. probably what's causing the bleeding, but there are other things that can do it. All right. Also. Now explain your condition. Um, I'll, I'll only eat a little bit, mm-hmm. just a tiny bit, but when I, what I eat, I throw it up. And occasionally you'll binge? No. You don't do any binging. What, what, what's the bulimia part? Vomiting. Yeah. Bulimia oh, anorexia. Yeah. And oh. do, you, do you use laxatives or diuretics, anything like that? No, I've um, I've taken diet pills. Mm-hmm. It's, it's usually diet pills, water pills, yeah. laxatives, vomiting. Laxatives. Are there any fat bulimics? Yeah, there yeah. are. Some yeah, of them are kind yeah, of overweight, are. the ones that yeah. binge. Yeah, they can have binging, and binging like you've never binged. So you, then, you, even with your pie filling, you've never binged. Oh, like this. it was my birthday. I ate a whole pie <laughs> yesterday. Uh, so they do like they do like binge, 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 purge instead of binge, purge, binge, purge. Right. Yeah, that's why they're overweight. They string together too many binges. Right. Wow. Now, why are you doing this? Um, because I was in um an abusive relationship where I got beat up a few times pretty bad. How old were you when this happened? Um, 13. Mm. This this a boyfriend of yours? No, not anymore. Yeah, this was a boyfriend? Yeah. What uh-huh. happened before that? That caused you to get into an abusive relationship? Um, I was going out with him and he just... No, before that. Before that. Before that, um, nothing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Something happened to cause you to put yourself in that position. Where's Dad? He's gone. Surprise. Where'd he go? Um, Mexico, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, eluding the law? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Dad did something to, to Aracella. Um, okay, so what are the effects? Well, 20% of severe bulimics die. Really? And there, if if you survive mm-hmm. the illness, there are a multiplicity of things I have seen and uh, that are well documented. Heart conditions of various types, mm-hmm. uh, rhythm disturbances of the heart. Obviously, as you're already getting disorders of the esophagus and stomach. Mm-hmm. Teeth rot, electrolyte imbalances, mm-hmm. kidney problems, thinning of the bones. You probably already stopped having your periods, right? Yeah. Because of that, you'll become associated with that. You can become estrogen deficient, and that tends to lead to the softening of the bones. You get skin disturbances. Mm-hmm. It it is a total multi-system disorder that that is a basically a slow decay of your system. A lot of elect- mm-hmm. fluid, electrolyte, and metabolic imbalances that are tremendously stressful to your system. All right, but there's a con to every pro, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't don't do this anymore. Drew, tell her stop. You need to get treatment. This is a chronic illness that uh, will be with you for a long time, but you need to be treated by people who de- deal regularly with eating disorders. You need that. You need a multiple, multidisciplinary uh, approach. You'll need groups. I'm sure you already go to OA or something like that, right? No. You don't. How did you get exposed to other bulimics? Um, I just I didn't know that it actually had a name or anything. Mm-hmm. I just started doing it, and then later on, um, I was like reading stuff, and I found out that there was I there see. was actually okay. a disease. Get some treatment. It, it is it is progressive. Please get treatment. I mean, everybody has a little bit of an eating disorder, don't they? No, not everybody. You do. Just because I eat a whole pie? Yeah. Yeah, but you get weird around food too. Yeah. 
All right, and Anne gets weird around food. Yeah, yeah. In this country, it's very common for people to get weird around food. Mike, stand up. Let me see if you get weird. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just flew me. <laughs> All right, Mike gets weird around food. Everybody has a little issue with food. Yeah, Even well, yeah, that's not a disorder, though. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it, 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 I can identify. I've I've been I've like had that. I mean, I, I, if I go to bed. When there's a pie in the refrigerator, I will get up at some point in the evening and have some pie because it beckons me. It's like, na, 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 come here. It's Mr. Pie. I see him in my dreams. Eat me! You understand, Drew? Very well. Thank you. Kick it! I want to love you. Rob Ryan will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. Tomorrow night, our guest will be Imperial Drag. So we will talk to the group Imperial Drag tomorrow night. But until then, we're talking to you at 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. We have a few pair of Lugs boots to give away. That would be uh, Lugs boots by New York Lug Company. And we are going to be giving those away. And no contest, no trivia, none of that BS. We'll just take, if you're a good call, if you're energetic, if you spit your question out in the first, oh, 45 minutes, if you don't have your radio on in the back in the background, if you don't do you one You don't make those, any mistakes as a love line caller, is that you, it? Yeah, if you don't do one of those, like, 15-parters, right. I was dating a guy named Brett, and then his other friend named Brett right. came in town, and then, coincidentally, his brother's named Brett, and I started dating him, and then he moved to uh, San Diego, and then there's another dude named Brett over there, and we don't know what the hell you're talking about, so please... <laughs> Jeff, 18, you're on Love Line. Okay. All right. I, okay, I have this girlfriend, right? All right, you won the boots. Okay. And it's, we're, we're real, real sexually, sexually active, okay? All right, you get another pair. Okay. And the worst part about it is that, you know, you know, the sex is good with her, right? It's just that, you know, I'll get home, you know, stay at home, watch TV a little bit. And then, you know, and, you know, on masturbation, it just feels better. All right, I'm going to take away a pair of boots now. Yeah, okay. You're not smart enough to enjoy a pair of boots. You okay. have sex... You have sex, it's your, your beck and call, but, it's, but instead you, you choose to pleasure yourself. Well, it's not so much that, it's just that it feels better than when I'm with her. I'll tell you, yeah, I, I, I do agree to, to, to a certain degree. I mean, um, sex is good, but it's, it's not like the real thing, is it, yeah? Yeah, you know, I was just what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I mean, it's not bad, it's just that, I mean, does that mean I'm like gay or something? No, no, that just means you love yourself. I love myself? Obviously. Well, what about my girlfriend? She like I told her about it. She's like, you know, I'm all mad. All right, Jeff. I, I, I don't need to. I don't need to uh, preach to the uh, converted here. But let me say something to all women. Listen up in there, Anne and uh, Lisa and Sherry. Men masturbate. It's something that men do. It's something they started long before they even. Well, they were thinking about you, but they never met you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got started when they were 13, and by the time they got to you. And a lot of, you know, I'm talking guys in their 20s or even 30s or what have you. They have a good 10 years of masturbating under their belt. And sometimes they get stuck in the belt. And 
I'm talking about twice a day, every day, for 10 years. I mean, thousands. Okay, what's your point? Oh, I don't know what my point is. <laughs> my point is, is they cannot drop this cold turkey just because they get in a relationship. Sure, at the beginning, when the sex is great and you guys are doing it like uh, monkeys, that's fine. But eventually... The man goes for what he knows. The, pe the penis beckons, the hand beckons, and they're back together again. They're both wonderful in different ways. That's right. So, ladies, please understand that your man can satisfy himself and have time to satisfy you, and you can satisfy him, and you can all live under the same roof. But, Jeff, yes. if you're going at it three times a day and you're only uh, satisfying your woman once a month, then trouble's going to start. Well, it's just that, you know, I, I feel like I have to satisfy her, you know, because, like, you know, I satisfy myself, but... Then I feel like I have to satisfy her. Yeah, not a bad impulse, so go ahead. Go ahead? Yes, yeah, satisfy her, Jeff. Okay, well, it doesn't mean I, I'm not a bad person for doing this, am I? No. Even if I feel bad because I have to satisfy her? It's more like a deed, like my job. Oh, just as long as she's satisfied, who cares? Then then there's something wrong with the relationship, as we pointed out to an earlier caller tonight. Oh, well, I mean, I... it's always a little bit of a chore, though, Drew. Come on. Absolutely. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You have a certain responsibility to your mate physically. It's nice when they enjoy themselves physically, but yeah, you but don't... think it's always a chore to him. Is it always a chore, Jeff? Well, you know, it's just like... I, I, I wish, sometimes I wish I could just, like, you know, leave myself to myself and leave her to herself, too. Like, not, right. you know... Let me ask you important... You're 18. Shouldn't you just be digging on having sex? Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I dig it and all that stuff, so, you know. Not with her. I feel as good as I would with myself. Not with her. I think it's something, something's wrong with her and him. You know, I've had other girls. It's just that, you know, myself better than other girls. Right. You're better. You know yourself. That's uh, not, not a great sign. Yeah. I, I agree. But we, there's, not enough, there's not enough time in, yeah. in the universe to fix this right now. Jeff? Yeah. But I'll tell you what. We'll put you on hold. You can masturbate in your new uh, Lugs boots. New Lugs boots? Yeah. Okay. No, Ann says no. And that's a puss. Ann says, Ann, we got to give away a pair of boots. The show's almost over. No, but I don't like him. All right. All right, Jeff. Okay. Masturbate in sandals next time, then. <laughs> Ann doesn't like the fact that it's, uh, he was honest enough to say it was a chore to satisfy his woman. Craig, 18, you're on Loveline. Uh, yeah. Um, I have kind of a problem. I was wondering if you could give me some advice. Great. You want some boots. <laughs> okay. Um, I was dating a girl about 10 months ago. Yeah. We went out for about a month. Uh -huh. We started having sex about a week or two after we started dating. We broke up because I found out she was kind of messing around with another guy. Uh -huh. After we broke up, I heard through mutual friends that she was pregnant. Mm. By, by you? By me or him. You don't know. About the same time. Mm. And now I'm wondering if I should try and find out for myself I've talked to a lawyer about what I could do for my rights, and he suggests I hire a private detective. Huh. Oh, no. Yeah, all right. Can we... Uh, sorry, uh, lovely producer Angus Wisp. You know what train is going by Craig's house? Oh, that's... <laughs> ways off. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's going through your friggin' living room, Craig. <laughs> sorry. All right, Craig, what's the question? I got distracted by lovely producer Ann. Um, I'm just wondering if I should try and, like, Find out? Find out. I don't know. Drew, what do you think? I think it's, it's going to cost me a fair amount of money. If it's important to you, you should find out. Why don't you ask her first? I haven't talked to her for a while. I'm not even sure exactly how to go out find her. Oh, I have an well. old farm. So that's why you have to get the uh, detective. Wow. 
I, I that that is such a personal thing. I, I don't know how to advise you. You if you've got to go for it, you got to go for it. You know, are you ready to raise a child? Um, I mean, it's kind of like not really, but I don't want to. I mean, my dad was never around when I was a kid, and I don't exactly want to have any of my kids going around yeah. thinking the same way I thought of my dad. Yeah. Well, do you think he should wait and see if she seeks him out? I mean, not necessarily. He may want to be. All right, Craig. Yeah. You're going to have to own up to this one. So you're going to have to go find out. Yeah. All right. Drew agrees. And yeah. listen, if you do raise a kid, don't yeah. do not do it with the train going through the living room. You're going <laughs> to give him some kind of some kind of complex. All right. All right. All right. You want those lugs? Yeah, sure. I, and we're going to put you on hold. We're going to give you those lugs because I feel for you. Okay. Yeah, but maybe you should get them in the kid's size. <laughs> All right, put it on hold. Now we have uh, Thomas Calabro's lovely wife, Liz, on line seven, has called in the show. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Drew, you okay? Well, who knows what she's got on her mind? Oh, God knows what. Liz. Adam. Hey. How you doing? Good. Well, you know, this happens to me all the time with him. I sit and listen to his information, and he's so wrong. Is he? Yeah, i got to tell you something. What? Daphne Zuniga has been dating someone for almost two years. <sighs> She was on Leno the other night talking all about him. Oh, Liz, you called just to burst my bubble, didn't you? (laughs) Oh, Liz, Liz. The other thing is, she doesn't drive the hog anymore. That's old news. So Thomas just came on. He just spun yarn the whole time he was here. He did. Is he really doing that play, or is that just more lies? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen it three times. He's doing it. Is it good? Very good. Very funny. Of course, because you know he's listening. Is he is he home yet, or is he out on the golf course? Just walked in the door, and I gotta ask you something else. The outgoing message when you call into your radio show? Yeah. Is that for real? <laughs> I don't know. I've never called it. I heard, like, I thought I had the wrong number. I thought I had some sex phone line. What? Yeah. And then I didn't get through, and Thomas got home, and I got another number. Huh. I, everyone's got a puzzled look on their face, Liz. And you may I, have gotten some weird number. Well, good thing I didn't put my credit card in. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. Liz, you got a sister? Five. <laughs> really? Wait, how's... Oh, the other thing, Adam. Huh? How is that 15-year-old going to get to the play? Oh, I don't know. The one from San Diego? Oh, the one from Orange County? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She's not showing up. She's not going. No, but what do you care, Liz? You, yeah. The guy, listen, l- please, keep this guy in line. Forget about this art. You tell him to go home. You, t- you got kids on the way, right? Yeah. You got little Caesar coming out in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Please, tell him to go make some money. This stupid <laughs> equity waiver crap. For Christ's sake, I could do that. Let me tell you something, the last time he made money, I had to go to Chico, California for four weeks and live in a Holiday Inn. I prefer the play. <laughs> what, was, Is there a story there? I think he was he was, he was smuggling grass from he, Chico? He did a movie of the week in some horrible location. Oh, okay. You know, where I'm stuck in hell. Liz. All right. Please, get this guy into doing feature films. All right. He's going backwards with this 99-seat business. I'm working it. He's going to be playing church basements six months from now. He's got to justify the trash, okay? Okay, but seriously, do you go insane when he's when he's uh, on hiatus this way, hanging around the house? Right. Hmm? No, no. Actually, this has been hard. He's not been home a whole lot. And then on his day off today, he played 36 holes of golf, then came home, said hi to the baby, and went to you guys. Oh, he didn't, t- he didn't say anything about the hooker part to you? No, he forgot the hooker part. Okay, because he told us about... All right, well, forget it. I'm get you <laughs> I don't want to induce any labor or anything. Listen, Liz, yeah. you got quite a catch over there. He's a little short, but he's, he's an attractive guy. Yeah, my brother said the same thing. <laughs> you, uh, We wish you well, and yeah. you have yourself a whole uh, 
the whole thing of uh, Roman emperors. Yeah. All right, and you know what? Maybe we'll tune into your show because we've never heard it before, and we both thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I know. Uh, Thomas turns out to be a big fan. He looks at me and he goes, uh, "You guys are you just on Tuesday nights, sir." <laughs> yeah, and here you are, national. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> All right, take care. All right, Liz. Okay. Bye bye. Oh well, look at we're chatting as celebrities. We're talking to celebrity wives. I was gonna tell her to put the fetus on the phone. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Dude. Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall, and now we have sponsors, and the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Holidays are coming up. Stores are going to be crazy, so why not skip the lines and buy everything on Amazon this year? That's what I do. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One. Go to the Loveline landing page. Click the Amazon banner or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind and the sail of this production and this podcast. Both Loveline and Mike and Drew and everything at Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. But right now, back to the show. This is Pamela Lee, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, she said my name. <laughs> And the verb pipe on in the background. How apropos. Love the guys. Love Pamela. Fantastic. Everyone's happy. Uh, real quick, uh, time for one more call. Patty, you're on Loveline 25. Hi. Yeah. Hey. Yes, Perky. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, we're not giving away any more shoes, so you can knock off the oh, uh, Perky. What about act. the tickets? All right, we'll give away some of those. Oh, thanks. I'm in Bakersfield. Okay. I'll, I'll stay on hold. Oh, um, but what with the with okay. the uh, cultural scene going on in Bakersfield? Do you want to you want a chance leaving that? Oh, yes, please. There's okay. nothing. All right, real fast, Patty. Okay, my question is, um, basically, my husband and I have been married for seven years, and um, I use a vibrator to orgasm. He helps me. And sometimes they're so intense that I, I'm kind of embarrassed. I squirt. And he said that he's seen it on um, pornos and that it's natural. I think it's a bladder problem. I don't know. What's wrong? It, it's probably, it's called female orgasmic incontinence, and it's probably bladder. It's probably urine. I love when guys do that. I, 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 don't worry, baby. I've seen it in pornos. Very natural. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, because good enough for pornos, good enough for you. Now, when you say you squirt, do you actually shoot across the room, or does it just a little incontinence come out the other side? Well, we have like a bullseye on the wall, and, and I aim. No, it's... it's... <laughs> It's just um, a small amount on the on the bed. It's probably urine. It, it's a normal thing. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Even yeah. if it isn't, to some women it's not urine. Some it's just a secretion, and that's also normal. And let me tell you, this this is uh, this can be helpful. This comes from this has evolved over millions of years because women used to use it to mark their territory. Oh yeah. You smell like a certain woman. You ah. cannot, they didn't have showers 
in every apartment back then. Oh, I see. Woman gave you a blast. You 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 had the scent of that woman on you, and then other women knew to stay away because of the scent that you had of this woman, and and thus uh, and uh, it was good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, everyone go out there and buy some Lugs boots and go see Gravity Shoes, uh, which opens May 31st at the beautiful Hudson Theater. I want to thank uh, Thomas Calabro and his uh, wife, who was actually better than he was, <laughs> for the five minutes we had on a phone calling in tonight. Thank you guys for uh, coming on the show tonight. Uh, tomorrow, oh, what the hell? Imperial Drag will be in. I have such a block with that group. And uh, I want to thank the beautiful Lisa, the lovely Sherry, the angular one, producer Anne, for doing a great job on the uh, Love Line show tonight. And the phones for the girls. And the one nut wonder, the man himself. No! <laughs> that yeah. was uh, Tom from Slayer, the man who's uh, chewing on cut as we speak, the one nut wonder engineer, Mike. I want to thank Dr. Drew, and we'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.